Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. This is his first ball. Through the gap on the offside. Listen to it. Hello and welcome to the Cricket News Podcast Season 4, a Hubhopper original and we are here. We are finally here. I am Rahul Pandey and I'll be your guide to this big exciting and full of twists and turns ride of the T20 season ahead. A season that will be concluded with the big T20 World Cup final so I'm pretty much sure that it isn't just me who's calling this the mega T20 season. Anyways, I would like to thank you all before we begin and this is most important before we begin the podcast before we begin the first podcast of this season I'd like to thank you all for the amazing support and the love that you have showered on us we reached the million mark last season around and so if you are listening to us right now and if you are even watching us you are one in a million and for it to say the same you'll have to stay tuned to the cricket news podcast uh, the whole season this time around so i'm pretty much sure that's what you're going to do we've had quite the list of topics sorted out quite the list of esteemed guests who will be joining us to make this a remarkable experience for you and to make sure that this isn't the only voice and this isn't the only face that you are going to see this season but if you are to see other faces and hear other voices you will have to see this face and hear this voice Okay, enough of me. Let's talk about the first guest of this season, cricket broadcasting. Well, that is something which has always fascinated me and made me scratch my hair to think about the hundred different ways it can be done. But I'm pretty much sure if, and even if you haven't scratched your hair so far, you have also had the childlike fascination which I share for this stream of cricket, well, for this particular aspect of cricket. Well in that case we have someone who can tell you about the details of the epic process he is someone who has worked with star as a cricket producer for almost 7 years now and even currently as we speak as i speak is working on the caribbean premier league he also happens to be a cricket fan which doesn't sound peculiar at all given his designation so i'm going to try and pick his brains as a producer and as a fan so without further ado let's start the first episode of the cricket news podcast season 4 on producing cricket with saran balera Hello all and welcome i have been joined now by mr saran balera So first question to you how are you yeah not too bad <laughs> uh yeah i'm i'm okay i mean i was very happy when india won at lords so now i think i'm quite okay of course we're going to get into the details of the same we're not going to let you go without putting you into some tough spots about the india series as well but before that good to hear that you're doing well 
and what's what's been cricket like to you for the last one month or so because uh, the reason why this becomes all the more a delicious question is because i believe there's been so much variety in in our sport to consume with a very tasty new addition in the form of the 100 we have of course had the 100 in england we've had test cricket in england and as well in the caribbean also the caribbean premier league has kicked off we've also had the t20 world cup 2023 qualifiers in europe so a lot of cricket to consume how's it been for you as a fan of the game to watch so much of variety in the recent past uh, yeah rahul you are right there's a lot of variety the 100 was uh, quite a novel concept which uh, we just wanted to see how it pans out it, the talks were on for many years so finally uh, we have another format uh, but for statisticians it's just a t20 game so there there's no classification for statisticians but apart from that we've seen some high quality cricket good to see uh, a lot of competition and uh, yeah as a fan it can get little difficult to keep track of everything but uh, you know good to see few uh, good performances and uh, just as everything will culminate to the t20 world cup it's good to see some exciting talent emerging for example liam livingston uh, i think uh, is one name which promises a lot so i think uh, that excitement has been generated and there's lots of uh, quality cricket in offer and it's uh, been quite uh, good as far as a cricket fan is concerned definitely definitely and now nicely transitioning from the consumer bit because i know you would want to answer mm-hmm. that this bit as well to you being the distributor and packager of the sport in that you being the producer how's the variety for you been from the technical stand view of a producer well pr- production is uh, now we are producing caribbean premier league the other matches we are not producing but uh, yeah from the point of view of uh, distributors if i can talk uh, in general and not uh, specific uh, role that i am in uh, it's quite interesting the way cricket is being uh, is being produced gone are the days when there were just two cameras now you have plenty of new things coming so to educate the audience you have to uh, be very very uh, creative with the graphics you have to almost tell keep the screen busy you have to have sort of excitement there is a lot of analytics which is uh, a part of the game which hitherto was just a uh, which was confined to the dressing rooms but now the tactical bits are discussed staying ahead of the game is one of the ways by which you can engage the audience so from that viewpoint i think what i'm quite enjoying and every uh buddy seems to be picking that up is staying ahead of the game calling the big moments and yeah. creating anticipation so all those things i think uh, are quite enriching uh, from the viewpoint of the audience and uh, uh, it i think adds a new dimension uh, to cricket viewing experience yeah they certainly do and uh, for me even the the, the first bit of teaser at the 100 the first game itself the first reveal was so different because as a kid who sort of adored the game from his very early years to to watch number of balls 
being you know the only the, the, the only way to look at the game rather than number of overs was was a whole new different game altogether and and in that you know there's this question as to what have you enjoyed watching the most because in this variety you have had people who have enjoyed the 100 probably you know the age group the number of people who went to watch the games in england was was an eye opener for the people in of england itself but uh, i think i know the answer from your end but i want to hear from you what have you enjoyed most in the recent past yeah obviously test cricket i think nothing beats test cricket yeah. the ebbs and flows and uh, the very fact that you can always make a comeback in test cricket makes it quite uh, uh, engaging format to watch now the 100 and t20 cricket you more or less know that if a team scores in excess of 250 more or less the team is going to win uh, in 20 overs if they score 250 and uh, test cricket is one format which uh, has found ways to survive because it is very tough you know uh, there are phases where everything is stacked against you but how can you conquer uh, the field how how tactically strong you are. Um, if your technique is not good enough, you will be exposed. So to excel uh, and keep playing uh, at an average of say 50, which which is very difficult, I feel, and taking wickets consistently. So I think test cricket is one format which I think even after thousands of years, I'm very sure that it will find its way to survive. Uh, the 100, T20, uh, the relatively newer uh, formats but i think test cricket is one format which i definitely enjoy watching did someone supply to you my next question because you already answered it which was in the sense that when we put the broadcasting game on the table and everyone knows mm -hmm. it it has changed cricket forever there's no two ways about it it's just mind-boggling to see where the game is right now and it's something highly unusual for one team sport to have this kind of a variety where there's a format that goes as long as five days and a format which goes uh, as less than a football match now that we have this new younger edition as well in terms of the broadcasting sense do you think all of that can survive and coexist together in the years to come yeah i think uh, the reason why t20 cricket was introduced was it was more of a viewing experience for people to uh, do their nine to five jobs and yeah come and uh, experience cricket and uh, take it as entertainment so I think cricket is going to evolve. The formats are going to evolve. It's what the audience wants to consume. That uh, I think that's where uh, you see the uh, companies and uh, the the money is flowing over there because it's just uh, sort of three-hour experience which you are selling. They're not just. It's not just about watching the game. It's about uh, the experiences. It's about uh, seeing uh, the replays on the big screen. Uh, supporting your uh, favorite team so there is a lot there's industry uh, which caters to uh, the fans of a particular club yeah so i think it's all coming together the reason why i think the shorter formats are going to uh, be consumed more is because that gets a lot of other countries uh, chance to compete it it is it, it has that inclusiveness for example if cricket were to be introduced in the olympic games 
it yeah. can't be test format it has to be a shorter version so yeah. that's how you can get more countries uh, uh, in in the uh, competing and playing the format and there's nothing wrong with uh, different formats coming together because i think the game of cricket uh, you know it, it's so engaging and it uh, caters to almost everyone now for example the my father's generation they still mm. prefer to watch test cricket but younger generation wants to see uh, big hits and action packed uh, cricket so i think uh, there is a bit for everyone to enjoy and there is high quality cricket that's happening so yeah, which is actually the most important thing uh, the competitive uh, nature of the sport no i would like to think that in a year like 2021 when test cricket has given us so many incredible moments and not just talking about this from an indian fan perspective but also for say the current recently concluded west indies versus pakistan series even if we talk about west indies to to bangladesh um it was just high quality cricket at its best test cricket at its best games going on to day 5 and then the climax which is what we all await for for those long five days has been sort of a good trailer and advertisement for the sport even for the countries who are following who are were not probably playing it at the highest level but do want to follow it. I, i remember watching uh, the brazil women's cricket team captain uh, she tweeted during the wtc final that at least during this weather in england when the game a day is being washed out you can probably host it in brazil which is a nice destination and it seemed like quite the advertisement for the sport so so that's been pretty good in 2021 i think uh, with the test cricket where it is right now and the way we have this series poised up at one all i think we can only expect it to go even longer and and you're absolutely right mm-hmm. that in the sense that a generation such as ours which has the option to turn up to t20 or the 100 is also loving the bigger format of the game as they do with these new shorter formats right then but coming on to your story now you entered the broadcast scene at a very exciting time i remember the the period between 2016 to 2017 when i was in college it it was the sort of time when the internet in a big way changed the way we consume the sport changed where we consume the sport i mean even if you look now this focus and and rightly so a good amount of focus on what the internet says even if you are watching the game on a television even if you are watching the pre match show on television what's been the experience like for you during this timeline when you saw the shift what are the changes that you witnessed from close quarters being the producer well uh, to be quite honest uh, the internet is just one small part the broadcasting you reach out to uh, millions of people but internet if you see they're not millions of views it's just the fraction of uh, the reach of television but i yeah. do understand where you're coming from uh it's a sort of instant feedback sort of mechanism where people instantly react to something which they maybe yeah. like or dislike or want or uh, they want to have their opinion on certain uh, moments within the game so i think in that way uh, gauging the internet is is quite a good feedback to have but uh, it's just a small part uh, if you if i want to answer this it's not something which drives the way broadcast is done 
but it's just a helping uh, tool it just gives us one perspective uh, so i think uh, social media is the next big thing if it already isn't but uh, to include a lot of people now you can see zoom calls and uh, various other the technology enables people to join real time yeah. uh, if you want to hear someone's side of the story if you want to uh, get any reaction i think it's, it's it has become far more easier so i think the next challenge is how you can uh, dovetail technology uh, the timing and integrate it in say the shows or the production so that's going to be the next big challenge and uh, be rest assured that technology keeps changing every 3 or 4 years yeah it does it does and even with the formats changing i think the technology is the one that will have to keep up but uh, i remember this and this is you know uh, about a game in a general sense gives us a suggest about cricket that i remember a conversation with a spanish journalist last year and we were sort of talking about football but quickly moved on to cricket which is what he wanted to know about he wasn't aware of the game so i did what i could have done best to promote test cricket for him and for someone who grew up watching football uh, a sport which is played over 90 minutes but for for him it was a scrappy but helpful explainer for my end i can vouch for the fact that i did my best to convince him that it's it's a great sport you must watch it but there's the thing about the game we've grown watching it adoring it but still for a lot of people around it it isn't as easier to grasp as it is for us for say if we are talking about someone who is being exposed to test cricket for the first instance what do you think you know how are the changes that can work that can be worked out to make it a good experience for him or her if he or she is watching this big format of the game what are the changes you think as a producer that can be done to the broadcast if we are talking about exposing the oldest format of the game the arguably the most complex format of the game to a new set of audiences well uh, this is actually very tough i mean to explain the nuances of the game yes yeah. uh yeah i mean football is pretty straightforward the only yeah. sort of thing that people may struggle to understand if they are uh, watching it for the first time is the offside for example yeah. uh, certain penalty uh, red card yellow card so there are there are very few such things which they can grasp easily but cricket per se is very complicated in the sense that uh, why is a bats why is batsman not out if the ball pitches outside leg stump so it is very difficult to explain it is very difficult to explain uh, uh you know i have been asked this question uh, uh should draws exist or should we have a timeless format now there are very uh, there are questions unanswered and this will keep evolving but uh, the most important thing as broadcasters is to follow the action now we are taking a you know unbiased stance on what is happening it's for the icc to uh, change the rules for us it's pretty simple we have to action is happening we have to call the action we have to tell stories during broadcast and that's what i think is is a form of storytelling now yeah. are you in tune with the story 
uh, in the sense that if you don't know the laws of the game, it is very difficult for a broadcaster to explain, to give a dummy's guide, because there is an assumption that people who are watching the game are fans of the game. They know the laws of the game, and if there are some exceptional laws, like for example, there are laws which gets modified. You do modify laws, like, uh, uh, like for example, uh, you know, there, there was a law when even if your bat is in the air after. It crossed the crease initially. You were given out, but now that law has been changed. So, if there are these kind of modifications, then I think it makes sense to delve deep into the laws of the game. But apart from that, I think the most important thing is to tell stories, is to call the action, and uh, to just follow the way the match is going. I understand if somebody is watching the game for the first time, it may be a little difficult to uh, win that person over in the sense uh, because then you know there, there, there are a lot of things that if we start doing that, the analytical part then will take a backseat. The strategic part will take a backseat. So at no point do we want to compromise on that. And the experts are experts because they add a lot of value. When it comes to strategies and uh, when it comes to staying ahead of the game, so that's why they are there. So I think that's the speciality. So I think to answer your question, it's a little difficult. I understand it's a little complicated format to explain the LBW laws. I was once asked by someone, uh, why if a batsman, if the batsman doesn't offer a shot, and if he's struck outside the line of the off stump. And if it's hitting the stumps, why is he given out? So these are some of the laws which uh, uh, you possibly have to uh, understand that there are laws uh, like that in the game of cricket, and you just have to follow the action. That's what I mean. As far as football and cricket both are concerned as a sport, the relatability factor for them in the current era might be VAR and umpire score because. They both create a lot of controversies in the modern sport. Yeah. A controversy is that we help become big. Yeah. But there's there's this there's, there's this good point that you've uh, come up with here, which is that you don't want to compromise with the analytical side of the game because uh, the focus might then be on the larger chunk of audience who are used mm -hmm. to the format and who are the people who you want to cater to. But then on the other hand, now, if we have a tournament like the T20 World Cup, which is a big ticket tournament, the men's T20 World Cup will be played for the first time after five years, five long years. Now, mm -hmm. when you are to present that sort of tournament to a large audience, which you guys will be to, it, it is going to be a different ball game altogether for, for people who are going to watch their teams who may be featuring for the first time. So how does that change when we talk about the world feed, when we talk about this big tournament? Do we then focus on how to best tell stories about the team that is involved? Or do we then just go back to the analytical side and or do we just get into a compromise between both these situations? I think analytics and all you can't plan. You just have to observe and react. But uh, I think hero building is very important. Like you have to tell stories. Like for example, in India, you do not have to tell backstories of uh, our cricketers. We seem to know everything about everyone. 
but when it comes to some other teams what is it that is an engaging story is the story about someone who wanted to give up cricket but something happened to him and he chose to pick cricket and he chose cricket over the other sport and now you know, he is uh, doing good for example such stories have to be told about a player not compromising what is happening out there in the middle so my simple answer to this is it's uh, hero building number one about other teams when it comes to india it's about say india pakistan rivalry so that will take care of itself there is lot of history uh, the head to heads for example if someone comes to bat is bouncer a good option first up is bowling off spin a good option first up so so you almost have to pick a story uh, and it it has to be a little prescriptive as well as well as descriptive so i think if when that sort of happens for big matches you tend to get a lot of involvement but for the teams who are uh, say at a world stage uh, the audience may not be knowing a lot about some players so the simple answer to that is what's the current form of the player what's his reputation what are his favorite shots how is he playing the innings so the style of narration might change so at all times we have to tell stories but the tools are different in every story yeah yeah so it's obviously a tough task as i'd like to think because in live cricket things change in split seconds and that's when you have to react but then it's it's a job that you guys do very nicely and i'm looking forward to the t20 world cup coverage but before that we of course have talked about the current the ongoing england india series it's one all and just like that england have made a comeback in this series no one really expected this sort of a comeback after that final day at lords it's easier for a team to submit to the opposition after you lose in that fashion but the way england made a comeback has just made it all the more exciting to watch the next two tests now for you what has been the most impressive aspect when we talk about this indian team of course there are going to be sections such as the openers gelling well together but then there's this mount mouth watering prospect of india's fast bowling which has been in the news since i remember 2018 that south africa series now what's been what's what's changed as far as this fast bowling is concerned in 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 your in your viewpoint past four years you sorry i'm just talking about the revolution as such from the 2018 series to current to okay. the current fast bowling yeah. attack no no there there are a lot of options uh, we have bowlers for all conditions uh, and uh, for the first time we have uh, i mean as far as i can remember because uh, in the 90s it was just two fast bowlers third pacer was an understudy and spin bowlers so it was very difficult uh, uh, so a lot of captains of the past are quite uh, they, they they wondered what the results would have been if such riches of such rich fast bowling was available to them so we no doubt have one of the best bowling attacks in the world india is blessed to have uh, the bowlers and i think the workload management also is an aspect which uh, you know adds to the longevity of these bowlers 
it's good to see uh, bowlers taking rest and uh, you know hence they are planning for the series ahead and that's why everybody is in top shape so i think evolution in terms of skill evolution in terms of resting the bowlers about uh, outwitting the batsmen having variety in the attack uh, we don't we no longer have two line and length bowlers and one pacer everybody has that variation everybody has their identity when it comes to bowling so if the ball reverses we have bowlers who can exploit the conditions if they swing on a ball we have bowlers to pick wickets so i think uh, we are blessed to have such a attack and having said that i think it will only uh, get better from here which player has impressed you the most uh jaspreet bumrah because simply for the fact that uh, for simple reason he was a surprise pick for the south africa tour if i remember yeah. in 2018 and uh, everyone was wondering if uh, bumrah would succeed in red ball cricket because there was uh, he had done exceptionally well in white ball cricket so there were doubts but he had bowled quite a bit for gujarat before he was uh, the ipl star that we uh, labeled him as back then in white ball cricket uh, specialist but he had bowled a lot of uh, spells for gujarat i was fortunate to see a few of them when he was a young bowler always had that awkward action and uh, would do something or the other i mean uh, hot afternoon he had uh, yorker as a surprise weapon he would bowl short balls he would he would do bowl cutters so he he was a thinking bowler even back then when he was quite young so i think uh, the evolution of bumrah uh, as a test bowler was uh, because he had done uh, done a lot of bowling for gujarat and he knew uh, different i mean you when you see him bowling slower balls and outwitting the batsmen i've seen him do that uh, in domestic cricket so it's just that he is he's quite a special talent and i think he has been one of the finds for india in test cricket yeah we can't proceed forward when we are talking about test cricket in england without mentioning the draw in june on the 16th of june the test match began between england women and india women there were lots of questions being asked about the indian team as well not having the practice that is required ahead of playing a test match in england but they answered all of that to our faces by that valiant draw and that's the mm-hmm. kind of thing which india needed exactly in this year because we have another big test match coming in australia pink ball test the first pink ball test of indian women's team how excited are you about that prospect going to australia and playing a series against them this year well i'm actually excited to see women playing the longer format i think uh, what has happened is this test match that happened uh, against england uh, was after 7 years so it's a long time we have uh, quite a good uh, number of quality players who need to uh, we need the test cricket to excel i mean for example mitali raj uh, she first announced herself after scoring 214 against uh, england uh, when she was a youngster so i think when you notch up such performances in test cricket 
uh, it also is a wonderful opportunity to show your skills i mean uh, the saying goes if you are a good cricketer you you will perform well in test cricket so i think i'm very happy that uh, bcci took the initiative of uh, announcing test matches against uh, england and australia and uh, this is going to be a big one against australia i'm quite excited to first see how smriti mandana shafali varma uh, they play in australia because i i'm sure that they would enjoy batting on those pitches a little quick pitches and it, it aids to the shot making you can play a lot of uh, horizontal back shots so i think that's something which i'm very excited to see i want to uh, see who's the fast bowler who would fill in julian goswami's shoes when she retires so i think these are all uh, exciting times to play australia in australia is a daunting task but i'm very sure that uh, after the spirited draw against england and mind you we india got off to a very good start the opening partnership was yeah. uh, good but uh, there was this middle order collapse and uh, suddenly india were very very behind uh, and they actually struggled in that game but good to see someone like snehrana who is consistent performer for railways for many years getting a due uh, batting uh, well i was little disappointed not to see her scoring uh, 100 in the second innings uh, the match was called off but it would have been such a good thing if uh, someone like snehrana got 100 on debut so all the debutants did well so it just goes on to show that there is a lot of talent uh, in india and i think they need uh, a platform to express the talent and uh, nothing better than test cricket to showcase uh, the skills that you've got this discussion and 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 you've given up fair bit of pointers as to why we can rely on the near future but this discussion and it's an important one which is that of women's cricket and how things have changed over the years i mean i remember the 2017 world cup final because i was interning with the broadcast news media house and i remember the experience of that one night even though india lost but it sort of seemed like this was the night to that we needed in indian cricket this was the night that women's cricket needed as a whole but now four years later and while india and every other team is preparing for the big ticket event which is next year do you think we have made even more progress after that night uh to be quite honest i am not really happy with the progress if you ask me uh, because okay. uh, the, as in that women's cricket has grown but if you talk about the one day team indian team still has issues with regards to scoring 250 plus so i think which is one of the issues which uh, what we had imagined indian cricket uh, the direction that the women's cricket would take would would have been of world beaters probably uh, second best team say after australia or england but what has happened is there are a lot of issues in the uh, one day team in the sense that india is struggling to find a finisher with just one year to go for the world cup uh, i think the best 11 is still not in place so when you compare that with say the other teams the, the other teams sort of have an idea of how to approach uh, they have the big players india 
had this issue of uh, middle overs accelerating uh, mittali raj takes time poonam raut so when the both when both of them batted together the run rate would go down so i think there are a few issues so i expect india to get in richa ghosh for example in in um, the one day format one of the finishers could be veda krishnamurthy so i think what what this team still needs to do is identify the balanced 11 give them a consistent run because uh, india we do not want a situation where we are in the world cup and we are yet not clear about the 11 so to be honest i think it was mind boggling performance by the women's team i think they deserve to win the 2017 world cup but uh, i think pressure got to them uh, suddenly um, the collapse ensued and what uh, would have been dream come true for everyone it uh, wasn't to be so i think uh, the and and having and knowing mithali raj and julan goswami they badly want to win the world cup and yeah. india does have the team i feel it's just that getting that 11 uh, balanced 11 and the unit playing a lot of matches and there are not a lot of matches before the world cup so i think this team has it in them but if you ask me the progress i'm little disappointed with uh, how the uh, one day team or the one day progress of the team it could have been better but it's uh, still work in progress as far as uh, i'm concerned and how about the experience of watching the growth as someone who has worked in close in close quarters as far as the broadcasting of women's cricket is concerned how's that progress been for you fantastic i mean uh, i was uh, covering games in surat uh, india south africa women's uh, games and it was so heartening to see full houses every single game people would turn up they had the uh, banners uh, uh, about uh, banners on the f- their favorite cricketers so it was something which i had not really seen uh, and it was quite a good thing to see and uh, with the, the the thing is the growth in terms of broadcasting is is that has happened yes you see women's cricket being televised which wasn't the case uh, a few years back they would only uh, you would only see the icc events uh, being covered so now what has happened is lot of interest in women's cricketers you see uh, uh women cricketer being discussed the exceptional talents being discussed like jemima rodrigues for example uh exceptional player and uh, i i saw one um feature sky sports did on uh, jemima the nasir hussain was talking to her and and it was it was quite good to see harmanpreet kaur the her story uh, is is something which uh, inspires me coming from small town of moga playing with uh, uh, the the guys and scoring runs against them smriti mandhana the kind of talent i, I, I don't know if you know she scored a double hundred in uh, under 19 cricket using yeah. rahul dravid's yeah. bat so there are such such anecdotes and these i mean interest generated today uh, about uh, these women cricketers 
which I think people now know what what's the ability of a women cricketer. What they are getting into the strategic bits also the audience. So that's that's something interesting. A growth of Mitali Raj, uh, who continues to be an inspiration. So what has happened is uh, you know, in broadcast you you get to see them play. You get to see a lot of support. And when the team loses, you also see disappointment. So people genuinely want the audience and people genuinely want the team to do well. And there is a lot of interest uh, around women's cricket. And I've seen, as I mentioned, um, people uh, turn up in huge numbers to watch. Uh, even uh, in Lucknow, when South Africa had come this year, uh, or there was there was a lot of crowd and there was a lot of interest uh, which which i could see yeah and, and we certainly hope that this is a trajectory which only goes upwards hope you're enjoying this episode of the cricket news podcast time for a little breather for you before we bombard you again with lots and lots of cricket content so take a deep breath and we'll be right back but now, coming on to an exciting edition in this year's Cricket News Podcast, which is where we try and put all our guests in the tough spot. And I'm going to try and try my best to do that with you. A rapid fire round with some of the questions in which you'll be asked to give your viewpoints. Some may be a little, a little bit subjective, but then again, that's the fun part of the game. So we'll start with the easy ones. First cricket match that you watched. International or domestic? Any cricket match which you remember watching. The first cricket match that you watched. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was uh, Mumbai playing Baroda. Yeah, 1994-95 uh, Ranji Trophy season. Uh, Sachin scored 175. Nice. Nice. And the first cricket match that you produced. Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> Generally, you do remember such matches, but uh, it was the Karnataka Premier League that I produced. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Did you have any jitters in the legs sort of feeling when we were you were just prepping up to produce that game? Okay, this is the first one. No, not really. I mean, uh, understandably, uh, there are some jitters, but when you are in the action mode, you don't really have time to think about how nervous you are or what could go wrong. You just do your work and think that's one good thing that you continue doing your work and generally you stop working only after the match ends. So that's it. Fair enough. Fair enough. And favorite childhood cricketer? Who's the first cricketer you put up on the pedestal as a child? Uh, Sachin Tendulkar. So, which is your favorite Sachin innings? And now this is surely the kind of question everyone has a different answer to, tries and have a different answer to, but was, which is the one you remember most fondly? Uh, well, obviously there are a lot of innings, but uh, one innings I liked uh, Sachin's was uh, the Cape Town 100, where he scored 169 with India five down for 50-odd, um, staring down the barrel. Uh, the partnership of 222, if I'm not wrong, between him and Azaruddin, I think that was 
quality innings. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of others. Uh, like I, I also enjoyed uh, 136, which India lost uh, against Pakistan. That was quite a special innings on a turning pitch. Yeah. Uh, these are uh, a few. I mean, there, there are lots of innings, like uh, 175 against Australia in one day, uh, Hyderabad one day, is double hundred uh, against South Africa. So, just to tell you one innings, uh, if I had to tell, I would tell 98 against Pakistan, which India won uh, in Centurion, which was not his 100. He didn't score 100 in that game, but 98 of 75. Yeah. Yeah, coming back to the fast forward mode now, your favorite match as a producer? Uh, favorite match as a producer? I think uh, there are many good matches, but I do remember uh, the match that I produced uh, was for Hindi feed, India beating Australia uh, when Harman Preet scored 171. Um, women's cricket the, 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 that was a semi-final in yeah. derby yeah so i mean the kind of hitting the, the quality of harmanpreet's innings that day and uh, the belief that we could beat the best in the world i think that was one match i truly enjoyed producing yeah it was a sort of kapil day 175 moment for our generation We've been used to hearing the stories of Kapil Dev hitting 175 against Zimbabwe. Yeah, yeah. And then this, this moment, which, which you clearly saw, is one that we cannot forget. Now coming on to the near future predictions, I would want uh, specific predictions, if possible, from your end. What will be the final scoreline mm -hmm. of the England-India Test Series? Okay. Uh, I expect it to be two all. Because I think nothing separates these two teams. Uh, I know it's going to be a little difficult for India uh, after yeah. the kind of loss that, that, that uh, we had at Headingley. But I do expect team to bounce back. I would ideally want it to be 2-1 in India's favour. But uh, England at home is a little challenging. And with the kind of form that Joe Root is in... Uh, let me just put it this way. If Jorud, if India gets Jorud out four times before the score of 50, then India would win it 3-1. But if that's not the case, if he gets on to a big 100, then I think it's going to be a little difficult for India to uh, come back. So I think 2-2 uh, or 2-1 in favour of India. Jorut at the moment is scoring runs like someone has told him this is the final year of test cricket and you can play all that you want this year but you will not get to play it next year. Someone needs to whisper in his ears no, you can play test cricket just leave India for now don't score so many runs in one series but yeah, looking at uh, the teams and their form right now it doesn't seem like there will be a draw given the bowlers and how they are taking 20 wickets in every test it seems like it's not going to be a draw who do you think is, and then this I'm telling with the context that you are currently working on the Caribbean Premier League, who do you think is going to win the CPL this year? Well, that's a very good question because what has been happening in the CPL is the uh, favourite team is somehow falling short. Like uh, 
Guyana Amazon Warriors beating Zimbabwe in the first game. So again, this is one of the most open tournaments. There are no clear favorites, but I would ideally want Guyana Amazon Warriors to win because simply because they have uh, been runners up five times in seven years. So uh, I think they deserve to win one. They have a good unit uh, led by Nicholas Puran, one of the best young batsmen uh, in the nation. I could see that glimpse of the producer's storytelling bias when you were talking about Guyana Warriors, since they've been the runner-ups. And these are the kind of stories we love as well for a team who hasn't been able to clinch victory to finally go on and win. And that's something that will be great to watch as well. Now, speaking of CPL, we have to come to the second leg of IPL as well. When the tournament was halted back in May, we had four teams. And do you see those four ending up in those spots by the end of the group stages this year? Well, I think uh, it all depends on the momentum. Uh, it takes a couple of games to get back your momentum or to lose it completely. We have seen instances in the past where uh, I remember Kolkata Knight Riders in 2014. They were languishing at the bottom of the table, winning just two matches uh, out of the first seven. But somehow they went on to win the next seven and thereby finishing as table toppers and went on to win uh, the title. Having said that, the top four teams that you mentioned are the favorites. These four are definitely the favorites too. Yeah, that's, that's precisely what I think will happen. But post the IPL is the conclusion, as you rightly said earlier in the podcast, that the T20 season, the mega T20 season will be concluded with the T20 World Cup. Uh, and uh, we have certain teams that have been doing really well in the recent past. We saw West Indies uh, defeat Australia the way they did. There is so Bangladesh also finding that sweet rhythm just be just before the big tournament. We have had England in India, uh, the two favorites, sort of big favorites for everyone. And then we have a team like New Zealand, who even if you don't label them as favorites, it doesn't matter. They will perform really well in the big tournaments. But who, according to you, will be the two teams who will feature in the final on 14th of November? That's a very tough question. Uh, see, I feel India and Pakistan uh, may just qualify from. Yeah, because Pakistan is quite mercurial. I agree that New Zealand uh, uh, have been the underdogs, uh, have done very well in uh, the recent past. But I feel Pakistan uh, have the experience of playing in the subcontinent and uh, have a good team. They have decent uh, spin bowling attack. They have experienced T20 players. So I feel that you know they may just qualify for the semi-finals. And uh, from the other group, England is a very, very formidable team. They have uh, good players. They have good hitters. Um, you know, when you see Liam Livingston, Owen Morgan, Moeen Ali in the middle order, Josh Butler at the top of the order, Ben Stokes, I, I don't know if he's going to be there or not. But uh, I think England have the firepower to excel. West Indies, you cannot rule them out ever. They have some serious talent. They are the defending champions. And Australia, 
also i mean just don't get fooled by the recent results yeah. they may just turn up for the big event and surprise us i mean everybody's writing them off but they have serious quality in the side so if you ask me i would want india and england to be in the final with india winning the title and india have been consistent uh, make no mistake about it yeah in fact ever since uh, the the 2013 uh, champions trophy title they have reached the playoffs or the finals so i think uh, what has been happening is that it's been just one bad day or they've been outplayed completely in, in the big games so you can never rule out india just before leaving we are of course going to talk about what a big season it's going to be for you as well as a producer what are your expectations of this big these big ticket events that are going to happen and what do you expect on a scale of 0 to 10 how many thrillers or how how big a thrilling contest is this going to be this whole season as a whole well i think one day at a time and uh, i just can't think about these things i mean we will we'll have to take it as it comes but i'm expecting uh, uh, ipl to be uh, no it may just come down to be uh, come down to battle between three teams for one qualification spot and t20 world cup is an open tournament I mean, there are no clear favorites the t20 world cup so i expect some high octane action some uh, uh, lovely performances i'm expecting the pitches to be uh, good for batting so we might just see uh, big hits and uh, i mean i'm i'm just uh, i just want the tournament to start uh, it's it's as simple as that and uh, i'm sure every game is going to have a context and it's going to be uh, it's going to have a quality uh, on display so hopefully every match turns out to be a thriller but that doesn't happen <laughs> i still expect the tournament to be um, nicely contested well that's what we hope for and we hope for lots and lots of stories emerging from these tournaments because that's essentially what we hunt for as people who are related to the industry in the media sense but also from a fans perspective we do want to hear these stories coming forward stories of the players stories of the teams and how they manage to be on top of their game thank you so much saran for joining us it's been a real pleasure and to our audience who are listening to us or watching us you if you haven't yet should follow sarag on twitter because his profile does give you a lot more info about the game which you will i'm sure be requiring in the season ahead thank you so much for joining us on this first episode of the cricketnews.com podcast thank you इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट